This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. And Shane, welcome back from Austin. Yeah, glad to be back. I didn't get weird because that's what happens when you go to Austin. What? Yeah, you don't know that? Keep Austin weird. That's their tagline. I'm in a house full of Aggies, so when I go there, it's a lot of weirdness already. But I did not become weird to my knowledge. I'm sure somebody out there thinks I'm plenty of weird, but Austin did not make me weird. See, I was just going to let that one slide. And then you just opened yourself up for it. But you're my boss, so I'm just going to I'm going to be quiet. I think that's probably the best decision. There you go. So I know you went to a seminar there in Austin. So what did you learn? What did you do? Who did you meet? I have been on a conference seminar sabbatical. It just had this thing at the end of last year. Need to get back involved. Need to need to do some things. Need to put myself back out there from a networking standpoint. Re-engage. And so the Independent Agents of Texas puts on this fantastic management seminar. And I do say fantastic because it is a conference that I used to attend every year without fail. And for years, there were no trade shows associated with it. There were no exhibitors. It was speakers. And it was just from economy to industry to outside the industry. And it was a really, really good function. And I just got out of the habit. And so I thought, you know, I need to go back to that one. So I went and that's what I did. And I was pleasantly surprised. There were good speakers. And I really just got a lot out of reengaging and networking with people. Walking into a conference after this decade long hiatus, what do you think? that as an agency owner, you came back with that you were surprised about? One thing that caught my attention is not one single business card was exchanged. People that I met for the first time or maybe I knew of, we engaged on LinkedIn versus here's my business card. Not one person offered me their business card. I decided I didn't want to be the nerdy kid that was offering business cards when nobody else was offering me their business cards. So I kept mine in my pocket. There was no business card exchanging to my knowledge going on, at least in my circles. And the other thing was the number of people who somewhat ignored going into the session because they were engaged in conversations in small groups or one-to-one outside of the sessions in the commons area. This particular hotel and host site where we were at had really, really good kind of commons, uh, multiple seating areas that were naturally part of the hotel. And it was just this thing of not getting in a hurry. Oh, we've got to hurry up and wrap up this conversation because we've got to get into the session. People just said, you know what? Let's just keep talking. It was just deeper relationship building. I don't know if that's a post-COVID thing. It was just a really, really refreshing thing to see people slow down and not be in a hurry through the conversation. One of the things that I've noticed with trade show invitations that I've been getting is the option instead of setting up the big booth with the big backdrop and all of the stuff is being able instead to have 
of a seating area and to be able to have a place that people can come and sit down and talk and chat and build those relationships. Or it's set up where it has a bistro table and three or four chairs around it. Instead of this really formal trade show with the backdrop and the tablecloth and the brochures and the... And I really like that idea. I've seen that in play at two or three conferences. And I just think it's so much more engaging. And it gives not only the vendors an opportunity to talk with agents, it gives the agent spaces to connect as well. On that, there were the really neat areas where kind of took me to a professional version of sitting around a campfire. It wasn't like a campfire, but it was like a centerpiece. And then there were really comfortable, almost lounging type chairs that held up to eight people around this centerpiece. There were also these areas that had two top tables where, you know, if you wanted to take a conversation to a, a little bit smaller setting, you could. I also noticed they had a InsureTech lab at this conference that was a version of an InsureTech trade show in a smaller segment area off the main commons. And I noticed that like there wasn't the chair, there wasn't the seating areas, but I noticed there wasn't the huge booths. They were very, very sort of low key discussion areas and demo areas and places where you could be a little more intimate in this setting, but one-to-one, couple of agents talking to one vendor and then talking to each other. It was refreshing and wasn't very salesy. That's the thing about trade shows um, that I've moved to because of our conference with our agency group. All of the people we bring in are pretty much people we work with. We just don't get to see people face-to-face as much as we used to, but a trade show environment can give you that. And it just brings all these people to a central place. So it's a little less expensive. Talking about expensive, usually going to conferences take a chunk out of your budget. And if you're a small agency, that could be a big decision. When you're looking at travel, usually conferences are at rather expensive hotels. Meals at that hotel can be pretty pricey. Parking can sometimes run $50, $60, $70 a night, depending on where you are in the country. And so all of that really adds up. And if you're a solopreneur, small agency, you're really going to struggle when it comes to budget. Do you think that it's a good investment? It is a good investment for what I would call this intermittent part of the year, finding a place once or twice during the year where you need to do this. I think that cost is just part of doing business. You're able to do pretty good calculation of ROI there. And what happens is we go too far. We end up thinking that we got to go to six conferences a year. You don't need to do that. Picking a conference or two to re-engage, to build new relationships and energize yourself. It is an investment in yourself. And that was kind of part of my burnout going back when I stopped because I was doing too much. At the time of the burnout, I was involved in a couple of different one vendor advisory council I was involved in one carrier advisory council national level. Those advisory councils took me in and of themselves to a combination of four to five meetings offsite a year, different parts of the country. And we were small while I was doing this. And then when I would mix in the things that I wanted to go to, I was just exhausted. 
And I was just like, man, this is going to be trip number seven and eight for me because of these other things I was doing. That is the part that you got to watch out for. And I see some agents doing that. And then you hear so many different things and you have so many different perspectives that you can't really do anything. You're just all over the place. You're just scattered. And that's the thing that I think you got to watch out for. And I think you got to pick your people in a way, pick your environment, pick the ones that matter to you that you're engaging in and that are giving you fresh content every year where you're learning something new or you're learning from your peer group. These are the things that make going to conferences successful. When I go to a conference, I always like to look around because, you know, I, I love to people watch and it all always fascinates me that people spend this money, but they're on their laptops the whole time. They're not paying attention to a single thing that's being said because they're so afraid they might miss a sale or whatever. People are on their phones, on their laptops. And then at the end of the conference, they're like, yeah, I really didn't get anything out of it. Well, it's because you basically just moved your office from wherever Ohio to wherever Tennessee. And I just really feel that somehow we have gotten so absorbed in, I've got to answer this email immediately or the whole world is going to end, that there's no way you can be engaged with a conference. I did see this in one situation. Early one morning, there was an individual on a laptop out in the commons area banging away and doing work. And they were by themselves. Nobody else was around them. I thought that was kind of an interesting observation. Everybody else was talking, networking, having breakfast, involved in conversation. And in an area like this, which was kind of a big atrium area, it was loud, right? So I'm like, how successful are you being with this work that you're supposedly doing? And there was a time where looking busy was important. What I love to brag on Joe Vincent, which is the name of the seminar, what I observed with agencies that attended this, 98, 99% of them did not bring their laptops. They had their phones in the sessions. The phone was put away. And the interesting thing about that is these are some of the most successful independent insurance agencies in the state of Texas. And there's a lot of really, really strong agencies in the state of Texas. To see and observe these senior leadership team members, CEOs, anywhere from 25 employee agencies up to 100 plus employees. These are some big heavy hitters. And if those guys don't need to have their laptop out, who does? And I think that kind of goes back into re-engaging, being involved with what is professionalism and what does this look like for you so that you can keep sanity as you grow. Living on the Gulf Coast, I think probably 50% of insurance organizations have some kind of conference within two hours of where I live because everybody wants to go to the beach, right? And some businesses will see this as an opportunity to write off a family vacation because you can bring your kids to the beach, bring your spouse to the beach. They're out having a good time. You're in seminar. I, I see this happen a lot. What is your thought on that? I think it's good. Insurance vacations are not terrible. My wife is on record uh, refusing to go on what a lot of families do, which were softball vacation, baseball vacations. That was never appealing to us when we had kids in travel ball, like we're going to go to Florida or we're going to go to California. That's 
going to be our, quote, vacation. I don't love that. (laughs) But what you're talking about has been good for my family through the years. It's things that we have done now, even as empty nesters. Julie's not the insurance side of our marriage. She's the accounting and financial side of the business. And she's not interested in going to the sessions with me or networking with me. She'll go to a carrier dinner or a vendor dinner. She'll go to the dinner. She's never going to go to the sessions. And I'm not asking her to go to the sessions. I want her to go with me because we will go to dinner separately. We will take the long road back home or stay an extra day or two. This isn't bad. This is good stuff. And um, this is part of that work-life effectiveness that you coined a few weeks ago. And doing that is one of the wonderful things about owning an independent agency, working in an independent agency is having this ability to kind of combine that and do it well. On the flip side of that, a few months ago, I went to a conference by myself for the first time in a bazillion years. And I didn't know anyone there. There wasn't a single human being walking into this that I had ever met before. I had engaged with some people online, but my husband didn't go. There wasn't another member of our our team that went. It, It was just me. And I tell you, it was really interesting because I feel like I had a different kind of freedom to engage with people in the evening that I don't normally have. I was able to just kind of go sit in this library area and have some tapas and engage with people as they were sitting around. And so the flip side of that is don't be afraid to go to a conference by yourself if it doesn't work out to have a spouse go or to have another team member or if you're a solopreneur, because I think I had a different experience at that particular conference because I wasn't attached to anyone else that I was there and had to go do dinner or had to go be in this specific place. So there was a freedom in that that I actually really enjoyed. The key there is that you put yourself out there. It's one thing to go to the conference on a solo trip or a solo basis and then go lock yourself in your room when the sessions are over. Maybe you got to go back and do a little bit of work, but don't stay in there all night. Go have some dinner, connect with people. For some reason, there is a little bit of that going back and hibernating in a way in the evening when you're at a conference conference. You're supposed to be networking. And if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't take that risk, then you're not going to receive or obtain that full return on investment that you're trying to do. I think setting expectations ahead of time are really important when going into a conference, because at the end, you don't want to have this feeling of, well, I didn't get anything out of that. Well, maybe you didn't get anything out of it because you didn't know what you wanted going into it. I usually set three to five expectations or I look for three to five things while I'm there that these are going to be my takeaways that I'm going to apply to my business. Now, I don't try to go in and say I'm going to apply everything and I don't go in and say, you know, I'm just going to listen and then figure out. You know, I will say, okay, if it's a one day conference, I want three takeaways that I can very easily create a plan and apply to make my business better. 100% for all the note takers and organized people inside the industry do exactly what Tanya said. For the rest of you guys that are like me, where you're all over the place, unorganized at times around note taking or you don't take notes, I'm not like her in the sense that I'm terrible about planning for that type of thing. The other side of this is 
to don't take your notepad. Don't take your note-taking device. Don't open up Evernote or your notes on your phone. Just engage in listening. And I understand you're not going to remember everything, but I also see that there are groups of people who don't understand or don't catch the whole point of things because they're too busy taking notes. Conference is not classroom. Seminars are not classes. Presentations. Most of the speakers today that I've seen don't mind you taking pictures of their slides. That's fine. Snap a photo. A few people did that. I don't do that. I'm trying to listen. And I think that we get so note happy sometimes that we don't even hear what's being said. You get back to the office the next week and you look at your notes and go, I don't even know what he was talking about. What is this? You know, what did I mean by this? You and I do this all the time. Engage in the seminar or the conference in a way that works for you. And my wife is a huge note taker. She would never go to a session and not have her notepad and she's going to take notes. That's the way she listens. I don't listen that way. I listen because I have to literally watch and listen. And if I get distracted with taking notes or looking at my phone, I do not have a good intake of that information. I don't receive it well. I used to be a prolific note taker. And now I've kind of learned that I'm going to listen more and then write down those key points, those key moments, because I do want to be able to trigger when I go back home and say, okay, what in the world was he talking about? But I will say I went to a conference about two years ago that people were taking pictures of slides. And I was one of those people. Like I would take pictures of slides and be like, okay, I've got to. And he goes, would everybody just stop? He said, put your phone down. Because here's the thing. Y'all are all taking pictures of these slides. And when you get back home, you're never going to go back and look at those pictures. He goes, so please just stop. He said, if you want to reach out to me, here's my email. I will send you my PowerPoint. But please stop taking pictures of slides that you're never going to go back and look at. And it made me think, I'm like, you know, I've done this for years. I've taken pictures of slides because I thought, oh, that's a great point. That's great information. I never go back and look at that. So that was a big change for me when this guy pointed it out from the podium that just stop with that because it really doesn't do you any good. It's like, are you really going to go back? And uh, if they do, they're better than me. I might debrief myself at the end of the day for the things that I heard that were really, really important. I might go back and make a handful of notes that are like just key point notes. And a lot of times they're in the manner of how would I apply this to my business. They're not regurgitating what somebody said verbatim. They're just, hey, this is what I got today. This is what I got today. Just a really quick debrief. I personally think that's healthier for a business owner. And that's the thing you're actually going to be able to take back with you and put it into play. And when I'm talking takeaways, I'm not even necessarily thinking about something that I got out of a conference session. It may be a specific conversation that I had with someone. It may be a connection that I made that is somebody that I think that would be fantastic as a mentor or that is doing something I think is really cool that I want to go back and try to figure out if that would work in my business. So when you're trying to set those takeaways, if you're one of those people, don't necessarily limit yourself to those takeaways have to be from the sessions because rarely are my takeaways ever from those sessions. I got more takeaways from my discussions, networking breaks, and actually when we were talking while we skipped a session, I got more out of that than I did the actual session. 
sessions themselves. One of the other things that I wanted to kind of go back to a little bit and touch on is something that I did that I had never done before. I actually saw some people, there was an attendee list, there was a speaker list that went out before the conference. So there were some key people at this conference that I follow on LinkedIn that are either content creators or they have a podcast or they're just generally some speakers within our industry. And I connected with them on LinkedIn and then I had an opportunity to actually meet them and then connect the digital with the in-person. And in doing that, actually found that they were following me. So we were following each other and hundreds or even thousands of followers in some cases were following each other. We don't know that we're following each other, but we knew we were following each other, if that makes any sense at all. As we introduced by a mutual friend, it was like, aha, yeah, I follow you. Yeah, I follow you too. And now we have this connection and it was, we need to get together. Hey, why don't you come on our podcast? Great. Why don't you come on our podcast? And so it's like this really cool experience that started digitally through LinkedIn and it turned into the person to person introduction at the conference. That happened three or four times at this particular seminar. And it was just really, really kind of connecting this digital world and physical world and mashing it up and going, okay, that's awesome. It's not the Facebook friends that you actually don't talk to in the grocery store. It's actually these connections that you made digitally that turned into a one-to-one or a personal relationship. That's how you grow your business and how you get a really, really great return on going to a conference. By the way, I really don't want to admit this, but someone else that co-host our podcast actually recommended this several months ago. Yes, we're sh- we should get out and go to conferences and see people. <laughs> But you know, post-COVID, you just get so comfortable. And I think for you, the last decade, you've gotten really comfortable because you have a comfortable chair. But it's good. I'm proud of you for, for getting out and going and seeing people. And, and listen, if you're an introvert, and I am, not that you would probably know that because my life's work has usually been in some form of broadcasting or marketing or speaking, being out in public, but I'm really an introvert. And so I do have to make a plan when I go to a conference or it's a little uncomfortable. And I know a lot of people will shy away because they're like, yeah, I don't want to be around all those people. But in the end, it's worth the effort. It really is. And I want to talk about the negative Nellies about conferences. And look, so many times I hear these people that will attend a conference and they're like, yeah, I didn't get anything out of it. And then when you start to have these talks with them, they don't want to share any information. They're super secretive about their business. They've got all of these proprietary ideas. They don't want to share information. They're not going to engage in conversation because they're afraid that somebody might steal their idea. If you were that person, stay home. You're not going to get anything out of a conference. I have this visual that I can't get past right now of you, the introvert, who's the six foot blonde standing over in the corner, not talking to anyone. Anyway, I can't get that out of my head. Like, um, you know, I I have trained myself otherwise. You know this. I do know. I do know that. It took me a while. And look, let me speak from that standpoint and from what you're saying about comfort. Yes, I like to think that 
I went to work on our business and that became the comfort. Yes, I did. I put my head down. I went to work on our business. I spent a few years building a leadership team. We made a few acquisitions. There was a lot of stuff going on that kind of made it really, really easy for me to disengage. And the comfort for me was going to the office every day and even going through COVID. Obviously, that gave me a really good excuse because there were no conferences, at least face-to-face conferences. But it is this reality today that there is so much to gain from choosing a great positive attitude, number one, but secondly, putting yourself out there and going to things. Now, you know, for agents, that may be something locally in your market. That may be first Friday luncheons or chamber events or Rotary or Lions Club, but whatever it is, there's something to be gained by putting yourself out there. And I I think that there are industry conferences that you can learn from. You can go and you can share with others and things are going to be shared back with you. I don't know. I just am recharged that there's so much to gain from this. It's kind of like take it away. And now that we got it back, it's like, ooh, that's really important. We really want to go do that and stay engaged with people. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Jim Rohn. Sharing knowledge is not about giving people something or getting something from them. That's only valid for information sharing. Sharing knowledge occurs when people People are genuinely interested in helping one another develop new capacities for action. Attitudes of choice make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.